0: Are you ready to take your business to the top? Well, strap in and hold on tight. You're listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast from Red Wall Marketing. Business and Marketing Strategies to lift you above the competition and over the wall of mediocrity. Now, here's your host, JR Griggs. Hey everyone, it's JR here with Redwall Marketing. And in today's episode, we're looking at website conversion and how to get your website turning more visitors. Into sales leads prospects or whatever it is that your website should be doing, uh, that it may or may not be already doing. We're looking at ways to um, turn your site into a you know fr- or from a page of information into a salesman for you, and uh, that's a you know, big common you know misconception of what a website is. is It's uh, it's not meant to be a digital business card or a digital brochure, which is typically what uh, I find quite often for business websites is that they have a lot of info, uh, sometimes not a ton of info, but um, they have info about the company and how long you've been in business and you know various things like that, but not necessarily information that the customer is going to want to read And that's going to convince them that you're the company they want to do business with. And then give them the ability to do business with you right there from the website. So if your website is currently a brochure or business card online, this this episode is definitely for you. Because we're going to discuss how to change that and how to make uh, your website bring in sales. So um, step one, of course, is understanding that your website is a digital Salesman Not a brochure or business card So let's make sure you understand that part Uh, A salesman is designed to Go out and make the sale, right? Uh, Have all the information needed And have all the facts needed And to know how to talk to a customer Sales is not showing uh, a refrigerator Telling all about the refrigerator And then, you know, magically people take out their wallet And buy the fridge That's not how sales works Sales is often investigative. Sales is knowing your customer, what they're looking for, what uh, hot buttons your market might have. It's knowing as much as possible about your customer and then knowing the right words to say, knowing how to take interest in the customer. There's a lot involved in sales. It's not, uh, you know, you're not order taking and you're not an information booth. So those are, you know, any good salesman knows that, any good sales trainer knows to teach that. And so the, the website's no different. You know, if you're selling cars, the first thing you want to do is you don't want to say to, you know, the customer, uh, you know, what are you looking for? And and, and then they, they tell you what they're looking for and then you walk over to the car and you say, okay, this one's black, it's got seats, it's got this, it's got that, it's, um, you know, got some cool wheels and there's a spoiler and, you know, this and that. And then, okay, expect them to just say, all right, here's my wallet. A good salesman is asking, you know, what kind of car are you looking for? What's important to you in a car? What's got you deciding to look at this this style of car? You're finding out a lot about the person. Do you have a family? You know, kids. Safety is probably a concern. You're digging into information that you should know or should understand about the customer before you can actually start to sell them the car. Because if they're coming in and describing what they want, they may not know exactly what they need or want. And they may have other factors that you might be able to jump in. Oh, by the way, if this is what's important, did you know that this vehicle actually has a better safety rating? You know, if safety was the reason you chose this car, let me show you another option that might also be beneficial to you. Especially if the option they're looking for is out of their range or out of stock or whatever whatever the case may be. You knowing as much as you can, building a rapport with the customer, taking an interest in them, finding out about their family, finding out about them, speaking to them, not at them about your vehicles. As a salesman, that's what you do. The best salesmen are conversationalists. They know how to talk to the customer, make the customer feel important and learn about them. Well, that's what your website should be doing, right? So if your website, if you go to it and it's, you know, hey, uh, you know, this is ABC um, you know, dentistry and you know we're dentists and we use tools and we remove teeth and we do this and we do that and it's just a basic information piece. Uh, you're not convincing the customer. You're you're just giving them a little bit of a brochure. And quite often we'll get into this. You're not even telling them here's the phone number. Uh, that's another you know big thing we're going to talk about is making sure they can easily do what they need to do, which is call, book an appointment, get more information, whatever it is that they need to do on your website. How easy is it to do it, okay? So first of all, digital salesman, okay? That's your that's the goal of your website. It should be either a lead generator or a cash register. One of those two. So your digital salesman is either ringing up orders right there online or bringing in customers on the phone, email, or in the door, okay? So that's that's the goal of the website. Second thing that you really need to be looking at with a website is function over design, okay? Uh during the as the internet's gotten, you know, bigger and bigger and graphics are becoming more um, you know, uh easy to do and 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 more diverse in what you can do online, uh websites kind of took on this whole flashy design thing. You had the the animated picture uh, you know, uh, period of time where everybody was putting you know different kind of um, uh, gifts and different flashy things and then you got flash version sites that are moving things all the time and those became very popular what and and it kind of impressed people at first but what was happening was is as these fa- flashy designs were coming up it was kind of cool to look at it at first but then again when you wanted to actually use the site we started to monitor human behavior and realize, wow this is not working. They're not finding what they need fast enough. They're not getting the information fast enough. They're not knowing what to do fast enough. And that's where we started to change more into a, you know, function over design. Or you might hear the uh, the term content over chrome, you know, meaning that the content's going to be more important. The chrome, the polish, the features, the the glitz and glam is not as prominent. We focus on the content. That's another uh, change that's happening. Flat design is taking over right now, where instead of having these buttons that stand out and blink and flash, we're just putting simple buttons and simple uh, graphics that people can uh, not be so distracted with, okay, because they need to find the content. In a recent study, they talked about how uh, 75% of the visitors or people they surveyed on the importance of a website, about 75% had said that it was how fast they could find what they're looking for that mattered, And 10% said that the uh, design of the site mattered. So if you're designing your site to have this just amazing look, you're appealing to about 10% of your market. If you're designing your site to be as informative and fast-finding information, they can breeze through the site. They know what they're looking for. They know it's about them. They know how to buy. They know how to call. You're now appealing to 75% of your market. That's a big deal. That's a uh, very big deal, and that's something that unfortunately is just not uh, paid attention to enough these days. there's there's way too many looking at I want this and I want that and I want it to have this color and picture of a kitty over here and and it just it, it, it's not working. It's not selling and that's where we get a lot of uh, you know businesses with websites that say, "Well, a website's not doing anything for me. It never has. I've got a website. nobody calls from it, nobody finds it. Uh, you know, nobody knows anything about my company, so um, that's a big, you know, a, a big part of it is the design, the function, not knowing it's a salesman, and not putting the content over the chrome or the function over the design. So that is a uh, you know very big deal. Uh, the third thing we're going to discuss real quick here is is your site today really needs to be mobile ready, and not a mobile site. You notice I didn't say mobile site. I said mobile ready, not a mobile website. Never been a fan of mobile websites. Uh, you know, even when they started really taking off with the the iPhones and everything, I, I always thought it was clunky to have a secondary site when tablets started really taking over uh, because you'd have somebody on an iPad pulling up your mobile site, which is designed for an iPhone, and it just looked horrible. It's this, you know, an iPad's the size of a small laptop screen and they're looking at this mobile site and then you had to start uh, differentiating uh, for your mobile site what devices it would show up on would it be a phone would it be a tablet and then there's bigger phones some phones that are that are enormous and frankly some websites just look really good on a mobile phone so why uh, you know you know why even bother ...with the mobile site, if your site looked just as well on an iPhone. I visited plenty of sites that weren't necessarily mobile-ready, uh, but they were so simple in design, so uh, focused on the content over the Chrome... ...or the function over the design, that I was able to navigate the site just fine, get the information I wanted or the phone number I wanted... ...without a problem, you know? Uh, in fact, if you just take a site and make it, uh, you know, very simple on the design, look good, modern lot of white space uh, that we're going to talk about how important that is Um, you can have a very well functioning site put some big buttons on there and people can navigate through your site on their phone without a problem and so you don't have to have the extra expense if you don't have the time expense knowledge or whatever the case may be to to change your website you can you know, easily do that. You can make phone numbers clickable. By the way, there's there's a way to make the phone numbers on your website clickable, so that when somebody's browsing on their phone, they can just click the phone number, and it uh, it tells them they can call the number. They click accept or whatever. Phone uh, the phone. Each phone's different. It'll call the number. So that's another great uh, feature. Often, if you can uh, link the maps to Google Maps, your address to Google Maps, it'll open up the app in the phone. So there's a lot of ways you can just make these little changes on your site. And it makes sense to do that because it doesn't affect anything, right? It doesn't affect the desktop browsing experience. So why not have a couple little features in there so that it's mobile ready? Uh, Responsive design is another one that you should look at. Uh, We've actually got a video out on YouTube. If you go to our YouTube channel, uh, you can find it through the website, the YouTube channel. We did a video on responsive design that explains what it is. But responsive design changes based on the browser size. So it's a it's a moving, fluid website. It's one site that changes depending on the screen size. It moves things around depending on the size of the screen. So you don't lose anything. You can keep all your buttons and images and, and text and everything that's important. But it'll adjust for the screen size, which is an awesome awesome way to do that now uh and again that's just a couple different ways you could just make the the website ready you can make the responsive design and it moves but the key with all of these with responsive or whether you just have a regular site that you want to make um easy to use on phones the biggest thing is keeping it simple keeping it clean minimal not a lot of graphics and buttons and things that take a long time to load uh you want things simple and lightweight Okay. Think of lightweight, simple, find the info. And by the way, that's going to help with your search engine optimization, which uh, needs to be in every site. It needs to be optimized. But faster loading websites are getting more, uh, better rankings out of Google because what Google looking for is the customer experience. So keep that in mind. Your site should load fast. If it's loading slow, you've probably got too much stuff on there or images that are too big that need to be shrunk down. If you're using Flash, ditch it. Uh, iPhones can't read it, uh, you know, uh, some of the, the iPad can't read it, and those are a lot of devices right there that you're eliminating from using your site if you're not careful. And it also is clunky and takes up a lot of uh, bandwidth in many cases, depending on how you're using it. So you want to avoid Flash, okay? There's other ways to do what you need to do with Flash. Uh, Google also can't read Flash, so it can't, if Google can't read what your site's about because the stuff's in Flash, it knows nothing about your site, and it won't rank it for what you're hoping to get ranked for because you're using Flash. So that's, those are some important factors. Uh, the fourth thing we're going to discuss here is talk to your customers, not at and not about yourself. Okay? The only person looking at your website who cares about you is you. It's a sad reality' the same goes for our logos and our business cards and our brochures in most cases uh The person that cares most about how big your logo is on your website or on your card or how great your site looks or how great you know whatever you've you've written up is unfortunately just you and maybe your mom you know, your you know family members might care. Uh, Friends who don't know any better. Oh, that's a really cool site. I think you should do this and you should have this flashing over here for no reason. Um, You know, they'll care how it looks, but your customer really doesn't care about you. They care about themselves, right? I mean, look at a photo, a group photo that you're in and what's the first thing you look for? Yourself. That's what you're going to do. So treat your website like a group photo. How fast can the customer see themselves in your website versus you, right? Uh, You could have a, a crowd... Of 100 views, and there's one of them in the crowd, the first thing they're looking for is themselves. They may not even notice there's 100 views until after they found themselves and decide to see what else is in the picture. They're looking for themselves. So let's design websites that way. Let them find themselves. So if you talk to the customer, uh, if you know your market, you should be talking about their needs, their wants, their desires. You know, if you've got, uh, you know, uh, uh, some of the examples we were just looking at, what was the, I think I looked at dentistry, right? So dentists, uh, you're talking about the teeth, you know? So instead of mentioning the -the state-of-the-art equipment, which nobody knows if you have state-of-the-art equipment just because you say you do, uh, my assumption is that you already have state-of-the-art equipment. That's 2014. You should have state-of-the-art equipment, right? So don't state the obvious. Talk about me. Talk about how comfortable you're going to make me when I go in there. What are dentists known for? Pain, unfortunately. Yes, it's a good thing. It's a helpful thing. Dentists are needed. we got to clean our teeth. we got to get cavities filled. But I, I don't know a lot of people that are just uh, super excited to go visit the dentist. So how can you calm that fear in the first paragraph of your website? How can you make me at ease with how you do things versus what I expect, you know? Um that's your job in that first paragraph, is to overcome my fears of using you. And if you can do that, you stand a much better chance than the guy who's just gonna try to convince me that his equipment's state of the art, like I care. Like I like I know what state of the art actually is. I don't know what a thing is in your office, right? Except for the chair and and cups to spit in or whatever. I mean, I don't know what your equipment is. You could be lying to me. I have no clue, so don't tell me about it. I don't need to know about it. Put that somewhere else on the page, not the first paragraph where I'm scared to death to visit you because i always have a bad experience at the dentist uh, it just it just doesn't work for me um you know overcome my fears sell me sell me on why you're the best dentist in the world and you're not going to hurt me you're not going to let me down you're going to be the greatest experience i'm going to leave your office so thrilled with the experience that i'm going to tell everybody in the world how great dentists are and how i change my mind on on how bad dentists are that's your job Okay? Regardless of what your business is, that's your job. That's your website's job in the first paragraph is to overcome my fears and concerns, answer them all, and convince me that you are the best. You are the number I need to call, the office I need to visit or email, whatever the case may be. Okay. Talk to me. The most important word on your website should be you. Y-O-U. That's the most important word on your website because as I'm reading it, I should be seeing a lot of me. The more times you mention you the better your site is. The more times you mention your company name or we or I, those are problem words. Okay? I don't need to read your company name every paragraph. I, I know your company name. I'm on your website. I already understand that. Um, I don't need to hear what you're going to do and what you do and where you've been and your education and your state-of-the-art equipment. I want to know what you're going to do for me. So use the word you as often as possible. Talk to me, the customer. Okay? That's going to be huge for conversion right there. All right, answer my concerns and fears. The fifth thing we're going to look at here is is, um, just what do you want them to do on the website? Make it clear and easy, okay? So this is another foundational thing. What am I supposed to do on your website? Am I supposed to call, email, visit, fill out a form, buy the product right there? What am I supposed to do and how easy is it for me to do it? So if you're burying your phone number, for instance, on a contact page or in small print down at the footer, you're not making it easy for me to do what you want me to do if phone calls are what you're hoping to get from the website. If you've got a service company and you're wanting phone calls so that your salesman can set appointments, you've got to put that phone number in as many places as you can so that I can see it from just about anywhere I am on the site. And I can call the number and make the appointment. If you are taking emails, a button or something that tells me click here should be as, in as many places as can you know, reasonably fit. Again, function and flow is important. Uh, that information should be there. And it should be clear that that's what I need to do. Okay? If I'm supposed to visit, that should be clear. If I'm supposed to buy the product right there in the line, it should be so super easy for me to buy and have as many payment options. You should be taking all credit cards. Uh, if that's the case, you should have as many options for me to buy as you can. So what am I supposed to do on your site and how easy can I do it? Again, we'll go back to the dentist one because that's what we're using right now. If you're a dentist, obviously what you're looking for is visits, Right. Uh, you can have an offer for a free cleaning for first-time visitors you know that should be right on the website phone number and or email or whatever it is they're supposed to do that needs to be on the website and clearly identified so that I can find this info super super important what do you want me to do how easy can I do it Okay, um, let's look at some important elements. I'm going to get into some, some tactics and, and strategies that <laughs> I've personally seen work. I've seen others use it. I've seen tests on it, and I know that this helps conversion. Um, you know, One of the things is, now we talked about uh, digital salesman, so it's going to be a salesman. We're going to focus on the function over the design. We're going to make it mobile ready at least. It doesn't have to be a mobile site. It doesn't necessarily have to be responsive, but at least get some mobile elements in there. We're going to talk to the customer, not at them. And we know what we want them to do and we're going to make it as clear as possible and easy as possible to do so, right? And then now we're just going to take a look at some important elements that you need to have on your website. Okay, so the first element we're going to look at is minding the fold. Uh, The fold is the bottom of your, your screen, okay? So no matter what device you're on, the bottom of the screen is the fold, okay? And that comes from Newspapers. You fold a newspaper in half as it's sitting on the, you know, rack. They're gonna put the most important things they can above where the newspaper folds because you're not gonna see the bottom half of the newspaper, right? You're only gonna see the top half. So the that's where the idea of below or above the fold comes from is when the paper's folded, the most important headlines should be above that. Okay, every newspaper is going to have it laid out that way because that's what's going to attract your attention as you walk by. You're going to see the, the the best headline of the day and a couple other smaller headlines right there above the fold. So with a website, when someone says above the fold, we mean the monitor. Okay, the bottom of the monitor. Now the uh, this has changed a little bit over time. This has become. Um, the 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 statistics on scrolling basically have changed a little bit used to be the statistic they would go on was that about 80 percent of your visitors would not scroll so maybe 20 uh that's a changed a little bit because as tablets and phones uh have become more um easy to scroll with your thumb we're kind of used to that now we're getting used to scrolling a little more so it it does um it i believe that numbers i haven't checked the double checked the statistics but i've heard several places report that the scrolling is becoming more common. However, it doesn't change that you still only have a few seconds to grab the attention. In many cases, just a second or less to grab their attention. So all the important info should be above the fold. And so it's still very important to go with the general rule of thumb that within that window, within just the top screen of your mo- of your monitor, when you load your website, Everything important should be in that space. everything phone number, what you do, talking to the customer, some kind of call to action, a little bit about the, um, you know the benefits of them being there, what you offer. all of that should be above the fold. OK So very important. And that is why I always put the uh, most important info in the header. I always find that that's the, the best place for that. If you're a local service type business and you're looking for phone calls, your phone number needs to be in the header. Right away, they should see it. I mean, some people are going to your website just to find the number to call. They don't even want to look through your website. They just want to call real quick. So put that phone number in front of their face right away up at the top, okay? Any other important info, and important info does not include your logo, okay? You can have your logo in there because of branding purposes and making sure, obviously, you want to make sure they see that, but let it be a tiny little spot up in the top left or even in the top right, Whatever you know works there, but you don't want it taking up half the space. Okay, keep that small. They can read it and it's out of the way. Get the other important information. What do you do for them? So you know why? Why should they choose you? If you have a USP, a unique selling proposition, get it up there. That should be uh, right up top and in front of their face, so that they can uh, decipher that you're worth. Um, you know, using, you know, again, if, if you had a, a money back guarantee on all your services, that would be important to be right up in the header. You know, money back guarantee. That's going to call, now I'm interested, right? So I get there, I know you do what I'm looking for, I see your phone number, you've got a money back guarantee. Okay, now I'm interested in taking some further actions. I'm either going to call or I'm going to read more, or I'm going to click here to, to email or buy. You know, you get that important info up top. Right away, so they see it. Phone number, address, if you're a local business, having your address or location up there helps because they may be unsure of where you are. Instantly, by seeing the phone number with the local area code and by seeing an address or a key marker that you're nearby, you know, if you're across town from like a landmark or next to a, you know, a a certain place that they would recognize, that helps. So that's good information, and sometimes a little bit of a credential, maybe how long you've been in business. You know, we know that people love to do businesses with businesses that have been around a long time. So having that up there, any awards you might have won could be good up there. Voted number one in the area. Um, you want that stuff as as um, as fast as possible to be in front of the customer. Okay, that's important. Call to actions, phone number, email, call here, order here, book here. Click for more info. Whatever the call to action of the site is, make sure that it's prominent and throughout the website, not just buried on a contact page or in the footer. Get it in as many places as you can on the site. But again, mind the flow and the design and keep things uh, clean and simple. So for instance, if you're looking for phone calls, you can have the phone number right up in the header right away. If you've got a sidebar, you could have it sitting in the sidebar. You could have it maybe at the bottom of the page or mixed within the page or maybe there's a little break in some of the content on the page and it reminds them, click or call. So you want to make sure that these little things that you're looking for them to do is prominent and throughout the site, not just once and not just hidden. So get your call to actions. Another important thing is follow human habit. This is so important, human habit. Don't try to reinvent the wheel with your website. Because when you do, you confuse people who are used to using a website. For instance, your home button, if you have one, should be on the left. Because that's where most people put it. If you put it on the right, you run the risk of confusing people who are using the site. Then they don't know how to get back home. Also, the header should be clickable and take you back home. That's another common element on websites. That should be there because when people start using your site and it's not set up the way they're used to a site being set up you start to confuse them you frustrate them and then they lose um the security or feeling that they should be doing business with you i've talked about this in previous episodes on the website i've I've talked about this a lot your your customers are robots with a little antenna sticking out of the back of their neck and they're you know they're they're sensing every little thing and if they get as they get frustrated with each little detail they start to just not want to do business with you or not do business with you ever again or walk away so if your site's frustrating to navigate they're going to walk away they're going to leave they're going to go to your competitor so make sure the site is using the common elements that people are used to having on a website there's nothing wrong with being innovative or finding a better way to do things but you better be really really sure that this new innovative way that you think you're going to do your website is tested and proven to work and you're not just guessing because you had a you know an innovative itch and you thought, "Ah, it should be this way." Okay? Home button. I've seen home buttons on the right-hand side sometimes and it just confuses. It, it's just it's horrible. Okay? It just it's horrible to navigate. It's really difficult. Don't do it. Don't try to reinvent the wheel in cases like that. Um, stick to um, you know what customers are used to. It's going to be beneficial for you. Same thing with a supermarket we put things in a certain spot or place because they're easiest to follow and it's what people are used to. We put cash registers in a certain spot. We put items in a certain spot. We put dairy in a certain spot all because it's what people are used to finding. So we stay with the human habit and people can navigate through your store and make decisions a lot faster. So same with your website. There's no difference, okay? Um, Another thing about human habit, this is a common mistake I see uh, over and over again when it comes to text understand that we read text in books on white paper with black ink that's what we read right most websites are white with black ink uh, when you try to reinvent the wheel and go black with white ink you're going against what the human behavior is, is typically seeing with the white paper black ink and also you're going against what our brains are able to process easiest it's very difficult in our eyes to read reverse type which is you know, white on black very difficult to read that. It it starts to annoy your eyes. It strains your eyes. So in certain cases, buttons or a graphic to make a point that may be okay, but the majority of your website should be white with black text because that's what we are used to reading. And that's really just the way our brain reads best. So if you're talking, if you're working on human habit and customer um, experience, white background, black text is going to be your best method okay i I too often see that with the the reverse because they think it looks cool it doesn't matter if it looks cool to you what matters is if your customer is going to see it and buy um the other thing is using graphics behind images you got to be very careful with that it can be done but not across the whole web page because then you're violating that rule of having the white background with the black text so you need to make sure that you're keeping that in mind again a quick graphic a button a highlight something like that sure but make sure you're paying attention to the text and that it works well that it that it's still readable above the image that you're using it on. Those are becoming very popular, big images with white text over it. That can work as long as the image makes sense and the text is readable, but not if you're telling a story or paragraphs full of text and you're expecting the reader to read through all this um, and it's just, it's just going to irritate their eyes. It really is. So stick with the white background, black text. That is a an enormous... Uh, conversion uh, element is just sticking to the, to the popular reading habits. The last thing we're going to look at here is SEO, okay, search engine optimization. Now, in many cases, you may want a professional to get in there and do this, but your website needs to have some search engine optimization elements in place, guaranteed. You want to be found? It needs these, okay? Cu- couple couple things. One, text. Google wants to see 200, 300 words or more on a page so they know what your site's about. So do not skimp on talking about um, what you do, how you help the customer, making sure the keywords are in there. And again, people are searching for things. So if they're searching for a concern in their house that should be written about on your website so that Google knows, Oh, you've got a toilet leaking. Well, this site mentions toilet leaking because they've got 300 words of text and they, uh, you know, I can Google reads the page and knows that your sites about, um, you know, fixing toilets and toilet leaks and the concerns that the customer has. Okay. So, um, make sure that you're talking about enough that, you know, Google knows what you're about. So have a lot of text on the site, a lot of content. Educate the reader. Talk about them. You'll naturally, just in talking about the customer and educating them, you're going to naturally mention all the keywords you need to gain the attention of Google, okay? And then you need to use the elements that Google or websites are built with, like a title tag, um, that's, you know, uh, in the code, but you know, when you're looking at a website, just go to any website, hover over the tab in your browser window and you'll see a name that shouldn't be home for the home page or about for the about page. If it's the home page it should be something like, you know, um, you know, Los Angeles dentistry or dentist or braces or orthodontics or whatever you're about. So that when somebody searches for a dentist in Los Angeles, your, your website has a chance at least of. Being pulled up because Google knows that based on the title tag that you do dentistry, you're in L.A., right? On your page, if you do te- teeth whitening, you get a teeth whitening page. Make sure the title is teeth whitening Los Angeles or Chicago or whatever. Um, Canada. We're up in Canada. So <laughs> make sure it's, uh, you know, whatever town or city or province you're in up here in Canada. So the um, the other aspect of that is the uh, – or. On-page SEO is the description. There's a description tag. And again, if you don't know these things, you know, get somebody who does who can help you. The description tag should have a proper description, not a keyword stuffed description. You stuff a bunch of keywords in there like dentistry, teeth whitening, remove teeth, pull teeth clean teeth. Google's not stupid. They're going to see that and they're going to just ignore it. So you got to be careful with that. Write a proper description. You know, ABC Dentistry is located in East Los Angeles. Then we do, you know, teeth whitening and braces and whatever. You can mention those things in a description and Google's going to see those keywords and use it. So on-site SEO is very important. Make sure that your site has a lot of content and it's using a proper descriptions and it's using all the elements available to you uh, within a website design, so that Google at least understands, or Bing, or Yahoo, whatever other search engines are out there. Google's just the the dominant one right now, but they need to be able to read your site and know what you're about, so that you have a chance of ranking. Okay, so that's it for today. I don't want to go too much longer, but um, you can always email us if you got any questions about this episode or how to do this. Or also, we offer on the website you can find website critiques and internet marketing critiques, where we will go through your website and uh, You know, go over these elements. We'll look for these elements for you, record a video for you, and show you... Um, the areas that you're doing well in, the areas you could use improvement in, check out the SEO behind the scenes to see if you're using it. Are you minding the fold? Are you talking to the customer? Are you using all these conversion elements? Uh, you can head over to uh, redwallmarketing.com and look at the website critique info on the website page. Or uh, I'll probably, maybe I'll have a link on this podcast. But um, you know, that's something that we do uh, from time to time is we'll look at websites and help you decide if this is – if you're meeting all these guidelines, but if you follow these, if you can do these yourselves, or, or you have an in-house web designer that you can give this podcast to, follow these elements and I promise you, you're going to see better conversions on your site. I've never seen um, these not increased conversions, these little elements. So um, take a look at your website, make sure it's uh, following these rules and report back. Let us know if you change anything and how it helped your, you know, your conversions. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Top of the Wall Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of the great episodes coming up for you. For more resources and tools to take your business to the top, visit redwallmarketing.com.